everyone's so busy keeping up. Forget about the Joneses, we all on our telephones. With the texts and the tweets and the beats, what he said, she said, can't even follow the three. Down the hole, we all go. Me, I like keeping up too, with my corona and my attitude. That's La Vida Masfina. Relax responsibly. Corona Extra Beer. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to utter the words that everyone in Vikingdom dreads. It's all looking great for them. It's all set up for them. <laughs> They're five and one. Uh, you and I were just talking off the air. They, you know, they very well they beat Arizona and, and Green Bay loses at Buffalo. They very well could end up with a three and a half game lead, seven, you know, seven games into the season, uh, which nobody would have predicted. And they're incredibly healthy, Jeff. They're coming out of a bye week, incredibly healthy. Uh, the schedule, you know, has some challenges, but it's not overwhelmingly hard the rest of the way. I mean, Things look really good, and I don't want to be the pessimist who says that, oh, oh boy, this is when things go bad for the Vikings, but, you know, where do you stand on this? Do you, do you see all good things, or do you see some concerns? Well, I think there's always concerns in the NFL, and you have to figure, it, you have to be cautious, and Kevin O'Connell yesterday was talking about not being complacent, coming out of the bye, and the fact, yeah, it's great they're five and one, but every Sunday is a challenge, and he's right about that. When you think about what's ahead, even this Sunday, yeah, Arizona three and four, they've been up and down, but I, I kind of go back to what, what Bud Grant always said about schedules and about teams that it's not who you play, but when you play them, and and so I think that warrants uh, a word of caution about a team such as Arizona who beat the Vikings last year, of course, in that tough game in the desert when Greg Joseph missed the 37 yard field goal at the buzzer. And and you think about what happened that day, Cower Murray running around, throwing the ball over the place to, to Deandre Hopkins and Rondale Moore and AJ green. And it was a tough game. And so, I think from that standpoint, and you figure Patrick Peterson, the ex-Cardinals, should have him ready to play. But the Cardinals are can be a very tough opponent. They did win 11 games last year. They got in the playoffs. They got blown out by the Rams in the wild card game. But I think they're they're a challenging team, and it's it's a team that could easily come in here and, and beat the Vikings if they don't play a really solid game. And I always was concerned, Jim, coming out of a bye that. Is the team going to be rusty? Are they going to be flying on all cylinders? And they're on a four-game winning streak, but you take that buy into account. And I, I never wanted to have a buy when the team was going good. <laughs> it, it, and even though it's nice to have a bye week after a win, to have those two weeks to enjoy it, but it's almost counterproductive when the team is doing well. So, And you look back at the Vikings' recent history – They've lost three of the last four years coming out of the bye, including last year against the Cowboys on Halloween night. And we remember that game as Cooper Rush's 
unveiling against the Vikings. And he, he beats the Vikings on Halloween night uh, in an upset here at U.S. Bank Stadium. So I'm sure I'm sure O'Connell's throwing all those stats at the players and kind of keeping them on their toes this week because this Carolina team or Arizona team can be dangerous. And DeAndre Hopkins, when he came back last week, was a, a big factor against New Orleans when they ran up 42 points with two pick sixes against Sandy Dalton in that game. But Dalton also threw for 364 and four touchdowns. So there may be some openings for Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And let's not forget K.J. Osborne, who had had a pretty big game against Arizona last year. Uh, He had five catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. He's been a little quiet this year, and maybe he's a guy that could have a breakout week this week. He did have the winning catch against the Lions, we know. But overall, this season, only 19 catches for Osborne. So, yeah, the the team can't be complacent. Even looking at Washington the, the following week, all of a sudden, the commanders have won two straight, including a, the upset win over Green Bay last week. Taylor Heineke, they're playing better with him than Carson Wentz. And then after that, oh, just an easy one at Buffalo. <laughs> So let's look at the division because I spent the weekend uh, watching the Bears and watching the uh, Packers play. And, you know, that Packers game was pretty fascinating because, listen, the quarterback is going to come under fire when the team doesn't achieve, especially when you're, you know, making $50 million a year and you're an MVP candidate and your team usually wins 13 games a year. But I watched that game and Rodgers – and listen, I, I I don't like being put in a position where I'm defending Aaron Rodgers. I don't think very highly of the man. But almost every pass was on target. The passes that missed, in general, were looked like the receiver ran the wrong route or, or didn't adjust the way Rodgers expected them to. His receiving core is letting him down. And I really think it's become clear that the Packers letting Devontae Adams leave has ruined their season. Well, so far, and they are three and four on a three-game losing streak, and then heading heading to to Buffalo of all places on Sunday night. Yeah, the Packers are they're definitely kind of slip sliding away, as our friend Paul Simon used to sing. <laughs> but things can turn around. It's happened before in Green Bay. They've gotten on a roll, and they've got some young players who it, it takes some time. For some of those guys, Christian Watson has missed some time. Dobbs has dropped some balls. The two rookie first-rounders on defense, I'm sure, will get better as the year goes on. So I'm, I'm not writing the Packers off yet. And they could easily gather some steam down the stretch, and especially when they get teams at Lambeau late in the season. But, yeah, they're struggling at three and four. The Bears had, had a nice win the other night. In New England, which was surprising to a lot of people, especially after the Patriots had buried Cleveland in Cleveland the week before. So it's it's a unpredictable season. You have to really say that. And in that respect, you can't be complacent at all and think, hey, every game's winnable. But yeah, the Packers are struggling and Rodgers is having a hard time connecting with his guys Bakhtiari's in and out of the lineup, and it's just a kind of a strange start to the season in Green Bay. And then he starts second guessing the coach 
in terms of we want to simp- we should simplify the offense. And I'm sure Matt LaFour is not excited to hear those words. Yeah, I think the Packers are in trouble, but it can turn around. And the Bears, I thought, looked pretty good the other night. So not to say that they're going to be a 10-win team that's going to challenge the Vikings, but that final game of the season, if it matters, that's going to be no gimme in Soldier Field. So a lot of obstacles ahead. But overall, as we said, yeah, Green Bay is struggling, and and Rodgers definitely misses Devontae Adams. There's no, no doubt about that. He's Jeff Diamond. This is Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider, part of TalkNorth.com, one of our two NFL shows along with the Viking Update show. Uh, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app to this show or any shows you like at the network. It's, the, it's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Thanks to our producer, Brianne Burdett. You can also follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see all of our shows as re- they are released. We have Cheryl Reeve, Royce Smalley, Lavelle Neal, uh, John Millay, Jeff Diamond, John Krasinski, Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta, Dave Lee, Mike Grimm, Al Outdoor content, variety content, check it all out. And thanks for helping us grow. Thanks also to White Bear Lake Superstore and Platinum Bank. Uh, so how did you handle the bye week when you were running NFL teams? And can you get better during the bye week or are you just trying to maintain? I think it's it varies by the coach. And I think in this case, Kevin O'Connell basically gave the team the whole week off, which has kind of been his M.O., to give them plenty of rest, plenty of recovery time, as they say, in the sports sports science world. So they didn't really practice a lot. And then they came back on on Monday and had a good practice. But you would think that there are some things that they need to work on. Um, And you think about things such as third down efficiency, where they were 2 of 12 against Miami and uh, on the year, they're 38.7%, which is 17th in the league. They want to improve there. They they need to stop those lulls in the third quarter on offense and defense. The red zone defense has been really poor recently, giving up touchdowns on the last, I think, 10 drives of teams. So that they've got some things to work on, but yet he gave them the whole week off and partially as a reward because they're 5-1. and one. I've seen coaches that have practiced three days during the bye week and I've seen coaches that have basically given work for a day or so and then kicked them loose. And so it's a, it's a team, a really interesting team, the Vikings, because they're, they've been very efficient turnover-wise, plus four turnover ratio, top 10 in takeaways and giveaways uh, and fewest giveaways but yet they're 18th in total offense, 27th in total defense. And so there are some storm clouds that you have to worry about when you think about facing players such as Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins this week, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs in a couple weeks in Buffalo, even McLaurin and Heineke in Washington, then Dallas comes to town. So you could certainly envision where the Vikings – if they, if they split these next two games and get to seven and three, they're really, I think, in, still in really good shape to win the division. But if all of a sudden they lose three out of four, then you start to to wonder, hey, there are some issues, that, especially I'm not sold on, that, on, on their coverage schemes on defense with all the intermediate routes that are wide open. And so they have some work to do, but – it was O'Connell's decision to give him a lot of time off. 
the good news is they come back very rested. There's only one player on the injury report, and that's Jalen Naylor, and he practiced, whereas mm-hmm. the Cardinals the Cardinals had a mini-buy after their Thursday night went over New Orleans, but yet they have 14 players on the injury report, including three starting offensive linemen, their kicker, Matt Prater. Uh, the, three, the three starting linemen missed practice yesterday. So did their leading tackler, safety Jalen Thompson. This could be a kind of a repeat of the Miami game where the Dolphins had all kinds of injury problems going into that game. Maybe the Vikings are kind of catching these teams at good times. And it's just sometimes you get those seasons where things kind of fall into place. Maybe that's what this team is destined for. We'll see. Yeah, and luck is a major factor in professional sports. Uh, you know, that's something that if you're around teams, especially when I cover the Twins and the old Vikings, people admit to you off the record, hey, sometimes you just got to be lucky, you know? I mean, and you you dealt with that. I mean, uh, fortune matters it, when teams are this close in talent level. That's definitely true. Uh, a bounce, bounce of the ball, a, a Cameron Dancer stealing the ball from Smith Marset against the Bears. Or that game, the game could go different. The Saints game, how they had to rally. The Lions game, they're down two touchdowns. It hasn't been easy. And O'Connell said nothing's going to be easy going forward. And that's the way it is in this league because of the parity. And I thought it was interesting when they asked Cousins, what would you do over bye weekend? Did you watch some football? I said, yeah. And, wow, I was surprised to see how many teams I thought would win didn't win. And I'm sure, he, first and foremost, he was thinking about the Packers at yep. Washington. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Let, let's get into some aspects of the Vikings that, that you would like to see improve now that they've had this start and had had a couple of weeks to think about things. Uh, but first, let's thank our sponsor, our longtime sponsor, White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Always excited to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, and my great friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Guttrell, their fantastic staff, Minnesota's number one volume, Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and their super friendly premium team. Check out that great website, WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com. You'll see new trucks, Sierras and Canyons arriving daily. Drive one today and you'll see 0% APR offers on most GMC and Buick SUV models, including the stylish Encore GX. Check out that all-new next-generation GMC Sierra 1500 and reserve yours now. Explore the GMC Sierra HD, and don't wait. Reserve your all-electric super truck, the Hummer EV. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 van superstore. They are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Thanks also to longtime sponsor, Platinum Bank. Platinum Bank, great sponsor. Is your bank a partner or simply a provider? In today's environment, businesses and individuals need a bank that can move quickly and act creatively. Platinum Bank understands the Twin Cities market, partnering with clients to overcome the challenges, capitalize on opportunities, and helping Twin Cities executives to grow their businesses. Platinum Bank's financial products are tailored to meet the unique needs of your organization and solve your problems, not create them. 
I am a very happy Platinum Bank client and account holder and have personally experienced tremendous customer service working with Executive Vice President Nate Erfer and VP Drew Lynch. To learn how Platinum Bank can be an asset to your business, visit www.platinumbankmn.com. Platinum Bank, providing a means to a dream. If you'd like to advertise with this show or one of our many shows across the network uh, as we continue to grow, and the growth has been pretty spectacular, you can reach Karen Cleary at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at talknorth.com. So what would you like to see more of, or what would you like to see the Vikings improve on now that they've had some time, extra time to work? I think one of the keys, and we already talked about third down efficiency, where they're 17th in the league and we're 2 of 12 against Miami after they went 12 of 15 against the Bears and looked great. I think it will help if Kirk Cousins throws more to Justin Jefferson early in games as he did against the Bears, but he didn't do in Miami. Uh, Justin only had one target on the first three series that all went three and out. I think that's one thing. Again, focusing on stopping those lulls in the third quarter on offense and defense. The Vikings have only scored six points in the third quarter while allowing 33. Now, they've been great in the fourth quarter. We know that, and that's been one of the keys to their season where they've outscored teams 51 to 27. But that third quarter is a key, and and that can be very helpful. They've been really good at the end of first halves, too, which has helped them compared to last year where it was a real issue. I think a really key factor going forward is going to be managing the workload and the snaps for several star players who have an injury history. And we'll say most notably, Dalvin Cook, Daniil Hunter, Zadarius Smith. And in Miami, in that heat, Cook played 87% of the snaps. Hunter was 82%. Smith was 77%. Cook, we know, has been dealing with some shoulder issues. Smith's knee caused him to miss some practice time. Now he's been full goal this week in practice, which is good. And all three are playing well. I think that Daniil Hunter will be even better in the second half of the season as he becomes more comfortable as a stand-up outside linebacker in the, in that 3-4 defense. So I think those are some of the things that I'm sure Kevin O'Connell is thinking about and, and focusing on during the bye week and now in, into this practice week. I think the offensive line, in terms of run game consistency, they've been really good. Overall, in the passing game, they're, they're, they're ranked 10th in the league. But the running game, 20, 25th, which you would think for a team with Dalvin Cook and, uh, and Alexander Madison, that they would be stronger than that. I think the offensive line has played pretty well and been really good in pass protection. They could be a little better in, in, in the run game. They did open that hole for Cook on that 53-yard run. I think they will improve also as, as Ed Ingram, the, the rookie second-round pick, gets more play time. He's been pretty good in the run game, a little less good in the pass protection game. And he's obviously a work in progress. I think he's going to be a good player eventually. <clears throat> Bradbury at center has played better this year, but he even he had some rough moments against the Dolphins with their aggressive interior guys. So I think those are some of the things to improve on. We talked about on defense, the pass the secondary in pass coverage and really the linebackers to ranking 25th in, in or 28th in pass defense and allowing a lot of receptions underneath. We saw that with Tyreek Hill, 177 receiving yards, didn't score a touchdown, 
So it's that bend but not break, but you still don't want them chipping away like that so successfully. I think they could tighten up a little bit in their coverage. And then, as we said, improving that red zone defense, they've allowed touchdowns on the last 10 trips by opposing teams into the red zone. That's got to change. The special teams have been really excellent all year, more or less. But Greg Joseph can't be missing extra points, and he's missed two in the last three games that were very potentially costly to the team. So I think overall they're looking for more consistency. Those are the things they need to to try to improve on. But, hey, as as Harrison Smith said, it's nice to be trying to improve when you're winning, <laughs> and they've been doing that. Yeah, and I will also say that it has been uniform uh, that they've all been praising O'Connell the way they're handled by this staff. There is a good feeling around that building. Now, they haven't had a losing streak to test that yet, but it does feel like the atmosphere has been good all year. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. You could feel that going back to minicamp and OTAs and, and then through training camp with all those days off and no no significant play time by the starters in preseason games. And we all kind of wondered, well, they would be rusty coming out of the gate. Well, no, they played great against the Packers in the opener. And and yet they still haven't scored 30 points in any game this year offensively. So there is room for improvement. And maybe this is the week that it, it comes to fruition in that regard. Playing against a Cardinal team, as we said, Andy Dalton threw for 364 yards and four touchdowns for the Saints, but also gave up two pick sixes. The Cardinals have some talent on that defense led by Buda Baker, an all-pro safety, and Isaiah Simmons is a real active linebacker they're going to have to keep an eye on. <clears throat> but I think I, I look back to last year's game against the Cardinals that they lost 34-33 in Week 2, end up being a significant loss during the season, and the Vikings moved the ball very well. Dalvin Cook had 22 carries for 131 yards, That could be the formula this week. If they can get that running game going, keep Kyler Murray off the field with his talented receivers, even though he's missing Hollywood Brown, who was their leading receiver, but then they traded for Robbie Anderson. Rondale Moore is a guy very familiar to to us here in the – in the Midwest, having had a, had a big college career, it was Purdue, wasn't it, Jim? Purdue, yes. Excellent player at Purdue. Yes. Yeah, and he has seven catches for 114 yards and a touchdown last year against the Vikings. And I, But I think overall, they've got to be very wary of Kyler Murray and his running ability, especially after Jalen Hurts hurt them, again, that bad pun, hurt them in the Philly game with 57 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Jay, Justin Fields had 47 rushing yards against them. I'm sure the Cardinals are thinking about trying to shake Murray loose. He's got 263 yards rushing this year, two touchdowns. He's kind of the wild card that they have to watch out for, which brings me to Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks. They have to have a big game on on defense as those inside linebackers spying on Kyler Murray. No doubt. Uh, And let's do one more Cardinal topic here before we get to our picks. Uh, Kyler Murray last week got in the face of his head coach. They had trouble getting a play in on time in a red zone situation. Murray came over and DeAndre Hopkins actually had to hold him back. He wanted to get at his head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. That's not a great sign. No, it's not. In one respect, it shows a little bit of fire from Murray, which we really haven't seen much in the past, which is probably good. But that's not really the time or place necessarily. 
and especially to be that animated on the sideline, it creates a lot of, certainly a lot of talk on social media and so forth. So yeah, you wonder about what's going on there, even though they won 11 games last year, uh, is Kingsbury on the hot seat? I would say he probably is given the history of the Cardinals organization. They haven't had a lot of patience with coaches and Sometimes when you have that big year and, and you follow it up with a a dud, it doesn't look good for you and your future. So, yeah, we'll have to follow that story and, and see how they interact this week. I'm sure they've had some conversations about it. No doubt about it. All right, let's get to our picks. And, of course, as we do on the Viking Update show, we use picks as a way to uh, talk about different teams. Uh, Chicago at Dallas. Uh, Dak Prescott's back. They just beat the Lions, who are terrible again. And Chicago uh, plays well at New England, plays really well at New England, beats beats the Patriots in Foxborough, and then trades Robert Quinn. Yeah, that, that was really a kind of a surprise to me coming – off of a, a big win, but then you look a little bit deeper and Quinn has not had a real productive year, only has one sack after 18 and a half last year. And Eberflus, the, the, the new coach in Chicago, obviously not enamored with him. And so figured, Hey, let, let's, uh, let's trade the guy. But I, I certainly think he was worth more than what a fourth round pick for a guy who had 18 and a half sacks last year. Yep. And, and to, to be traded at this point in the season when the bears are theoretically in contention. I thought that was, that was a surprise to me. And, and so now the bears go to Dallas, as you said, Dak coming off a win over Detroit didn't, didn't uh, have a tremendous game, but productive enough. And that cowboy defense. So is really good. And I, I think when you think about Micah Parsons and his ability to potentially limit Justin Fields in the running game. I think that uh, the Cowboys will win this game, I would say, by a comfortable margin. And I think it's about a 10.5-point spread. I think they'll they'll be okay with that. Yes. Uh, let's go to two really interesting teams, Giants at Seattle. Giants winning in Dable's first year uh, and – you know, winning a lot of close games. Saquon Barkley is back. They're getting a lot of, out of Daniel Jones. And Seattle is winning with Geno Smith while uh, Russell Wilson struggles, which I did not see coming. Who do you like in this one? The, the Giants are, are such a fascinating team. Kind of like the Vikings. They're winning a lot, a lot of these one-score games. They don't have a receiver, Jim, over 200 yards this year, but yet – Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley both had over 100 yards rushing in their come-from-behind win over Jacksonville, which incidentally, and, and you and I have talked about this before, I don't bet on, on sports or the NFL, but I, I, I thought that was an absurd spread going into that game at Jacksonville, that the Giants were a three-point underdog as a 5-1 and one team facing a 2-4 and four team. Mm-hmm. But yet Jacksonville had a chance to win the game. But they, but they wouldn't have covered that spread. I thought that was a crazy point spread. Kind of reminded me of when the Gophers were a six-point favorite over Illinois. Like, how did you figure that one out when yep. Illinois had beaten Minnesota last year, was off to a good start, and the game was at Illinois? That was a crazy spread. So, like I said, I don't bet football, but those two games kind of made me think about it. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think the Giants going to Seattle. Geno Smith, what a story he is. 
yeah left, left for left for for uh for that the junk pile as a quarterback and he's come back and having a pro bowl caliber season for seattle while russell russell wilson is struggling mightily in denver crazy crazy pete carroll and john schneider the gm look great having dealt russell away and geno smith playing well and they're running the ball with with their rookie running back uh I I like Seattle in this game. I th- I think the Giants, their nice little s- start to the season. I think it takes a little bit of a detour this week in Seattle, and I'll I'll, I'll take the Seahawks at home. I agree with you. And by the way, I also take Dallas in that first game. But yeah, I, I like Seattle this one. I really love what Pete Carroll's doing. Hey, it's great for Pete Carroll's reputation to be the winner in that exchange as well. All right, uh, the two probably the two biggest games. For Minnesota fans, Green Bay at Buffalo. Yeah, who would have thought the Packers would ever be a uh, 10-point underdog to anybody? And yet they're, I think it's 10.5 that the Bills are favored by, and deservedly so. Green Bay's lost three in a row. Buffalo might well be, probably is the best team in the league right now, having beaten Kansas City in Kansas City and Josh Allen on an MVP pace. For for some reason, I think the Packers will keep it a little bit closer and make it make make it a fairly close game. But I, I still like Buffalo to win this game at home and drop the Packers to three and five. Crazy. Yeah, uh, and I you know we aren't really doing picks against the spread necessarily, but I think I would. This is a rare instance where I would give the points. I think Buffalo wins big in this one. All right, now Arizona. At Minnesota, noon on Sunday, U.S. Bank Stadium. I'll be there. Uh, who do you like in this one? I think it's going to be close. And I think the Cardinals have a lot of talent on that football team. They're coming off a, a very productive game against New Orleans. Have that mini buy, but they are banged up. As we said, 14 players on the injury list, including three starting offensive linemen. I think a key for the Vikings in this game is the pass rush. Hunter and Smith. They'll get DJ Wanham back, who who missed the Miami game. Patrick Jones had a had a breakout game against a banged up Miami offensive line. So I think the matchup looks favorable for the Vikings, and the fact that the Cardinals' pass defense has been shaky, I think that gives Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, Ersmith Smith Jr. a chance to make some plays in this game. So I do like the Vikings, but. It, it's hard to see the Vikings blowing out Arizona, and I think it's going to be a fairly close game. So whatever, three point four points, I think it's going to be around there. And maybe Greg Joseph makes amends for his miss against Arizona last year and, and wins this one at the end. Yeah, I like, I like the Vikings to win it. And the thing is that if you're worried about the point spread, I mean, I could see the Vikings getting off to a lead and playing well, and then Kyler Murray making some crazy plays, you know, in desperation down the stretch to make it close, even if the Vikings are winning handily. Uh, he's a dangerous guy. Uh, he's probably the most elusive. Of all the great running quarterbacks, he might be the most elusive. Yeah, he sure is. He is so quick and – I don't know about the most elusive because Justin Fields is really good and really fast, but certainly Kyler Murray, I think, is even even quicker. Throw Lamar Jackson into that conversation, of course, as, as an elusive quarterback and a great running quarterback in Baltimore. And 
But Kyler Murray, he's dangerous. He's a guy that is capable of winning a game by himself. And he hasn't had a great season thus far, but did have a much better performance against New Orleans. And he's playing with the pressure of that new $46 million a year contract. So we'll see. I I think it's going to be a big challenge for the Vikings defense to handle him this week. We'll be back next week to talk about it and to set up the uh, Vikings trip to Washington where they'll be seeing old friend uh, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Heineke. I always mess up his name. Tyler, Tyler, Taylor Heineke. I got it right, didn't I? Uh, yes, <laughs> right. and, and, and uh, it's not a shock to me they won't be seeing Carson Wentz in that game. But we'll talk about all that next week. Hey, thanks to Jeff. Thanks to Brian Burdett. Thanks for listening to TalkGorth.com. And uh, stick with us. It's going to be a fascinating season. 